what is success? Does it have to mean the same thing to all of us? And how can we break away from society's definition of success and forge our own? These are the questions that I want us to tackle in today's episode. I discuss why, to me, success can't be measured by my external achievements and circumstances. I also discuss why it no longer feels good to me to define success by how happy or good I feel. I go into why we shouldn't conclude that someone else isn't making a success of their life and business simply because they haven't reached the markers of success that we have put on our own lives and businesses. But before we dive in, I do want to touch on something that I only talk about briefly later in this episode. There's nothing wrong with wanting external achievements and circumstances. There's nothing wrong with wanting to build a million pound business, for example, or wanting to get married. But what I do think is tricky is when we define whether or not we're a success based on whether we achieve those external goals or not. Because that then places our worth on something outside of ourselves. I also believe that we have to be careful not to take on other people's ideas of what success is. In the online business world, I think this is easily done. You may hear people like me talk about building a six-figure business or others talk about building a million-dollar business and start to think that that is what success is. Here's a secret. Most people who have built six- and seven-figure businesses don't feel like that is what makes them a success. It's not a crime to want to reach a certain income goal or to have already reached it. In this episode, I'm not telling you you shouldn't want, for example, to make six figures from your business. That would be hypocritical for starters. Plus, it's way more doable than you think and there's lots of reasons why it's good to pursue that goal if you feel called to. I have a six-figure business and it's my goal to keep it that way because that income will help future me when it comes time to buy a house, a modest house, pursue my next dream business and invest, essentially to do the things I want to do in my lifetime. But that income figure is not my definition of success and that's the key. If it were, If money and the six-figure milestone were my idea of what success is, my sense of self-worth would be resting on an external achievement that I may or may not even reach year in and year out. I truly believe that the peace and feeling of wholeness that we all desire in life doesn't come from things outside of us. It has to come from within. And that's why making external achievements our definition of success can be damaging to our self-worth and esteem. Welcome to Rewild, a podcast about simple business and slow living. I'm your host, Nisha Woolery. In nature, to rewild means to restore an area of land to its natural, simple, uncultivated state. I like to apply the same principle to business owners. 
I help online service providers rewild their life and business by simplifying so they can work less, earn more and live more. We say goodbye to hustle culture, overwhelm and the never-ending pursuit of growth and say hello to a simpler, more fulfilling life and business. A business that gives you financial abundance and also time for slow mornings, travel adventures, reading, healing, making and living. I built a six-figure online business while working just three to four days a week and traveling the world. I put my life before my business, but that didn't mean I had to live like a starving artist. You don't have to choose between making good money and living a simple, peaceful life. You can have both. And with this podcast, I hope to show you how. Hi, everyone. I hope that you've had the most amazing week. I got home about, well, like two hours ago from a three-hour drive home from Brighton to my home. And I was literally just about to go out and buy some milk and fruit for the morning for breakfast when I realised it's actually rush hour and I don't really want to get stuck in traffic for the sake of milk and raspberries. So I decided to record a podcast episode instead. (laughs) I usually batch these. um, So like every month or like six weeks or so, I try and record you know, my episodes for the next four weeks. But I have now reached the point where I've run out of episodes and I'm like playing catch up a little bit. I still have to um, batch some more, do my next batch. But in the meantime, I'm just gonna record off the cuff today. And um, yeah, you're gonna get an episode from me this week that is simply inspired Oh, my voice went weird then. (laughs) Simply inspired by what has been on my mind today and what has been on my mind in this moment. It's not going to be very scripted. I I stopped scripting my episodes, to be honest, at the start of this year, 2022. And I've just been making some very loose notes and then speaking from there. In this episode, my notes are extremely loose. I've literally got maybe three paragraphs, three really short paragraphs. One of those is like four words long. So <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to see how, how this goes. I wanted to talk with you today about defining your own version of success. I think I've spoken about this before. I have a podcast episode called Why You Don't Always Need to Set Lofty Goals and I'll link to that in the show notes. But to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever recorded an episode on actually defining your version of success. And so I wanted to discuss that today because on the journey home, I was listening to a podcast where um, it was Stephen Bartlett's podcast, which I don't usually listen to if I'm being completely honest, but it kind of, I was scrolling through YouTube this morning and there was an episode of his 
on like the recommended section that kind of just seemed interesting to me so I put it on in the car and then another episode came on next and they were discussing in this episode which I just kind of let play they were discussing um the guest's version of or definition of success and he said in a nutshell that his definition of success was living intentionally so being as intentional as you possibly can be with the major decisions in your life like the kind of work that you do and who you decide to give your love to And I really enjoyed hearing that definition. I thought it was a really, um, a really thoughtful one. And there are many, many people who define success by numbers, right? And material possessions and achievements. So I think we can all agree there are many people in the world today who feel that success is the number in your bank account, how many cars you drive, how nice your car is, how nice your house is, how nice the area is that you live in, your job title, all of these external things. It can also be, I think, much more subtly that people think success is getting married, having a family, different things like this that seem, well, they're very, very normal things to to strive for. But um, yeah, I think that these are the types of definitions of success that most of us are fed throughout our lives. And of course, that then, the, the flip side of that is that if we don't achieve these things or have these things, then we feel unsuccessful or we fear that other people look at us and think that we have had an unsuccessful life. I'm sure that you have heard people um, looking at the 40-year-old aunt, for instance, who hasn't gotten married and said how sorry they feel for her or um, the 40-year-old bachelor uncle And people have kind of like, you know, um, I'm sure you've had people judge him for, for not having a family by that point and thinking that's so sad. And I think that it's sad that we think this way about ourselves and other people, dependent on whether or not they have achieved certain external markers of quote unquote success. Because it's very dangerous, I think, to to believe of ourselves and others that if we don't have a certain external thing, if we haven't achieved a specific thing in our life, then our entire lives are not successful or happy or fulfilling or meaningful. So yeah, so it got me thinking, the podcast episode that I was listening to, about my own definition of success and what that is and how it has changed. Because if I'm being really, really honest with myself and with you listening to this podcast, my oldest and longest definition of success has been to fall in love and get married and possibly have a family, but that hasn't been like my major thing. (laughs) I'm still undecided on that one. But to fall in love and get married and have a happy marriage. That has been my definition of success 
since I was a girl. It's never been to like have a, have like a fancy wedding or something. I'm not really a weddings person. Um, I've never been the girl that dreams about her wedding day or her dress and the reception and all of this stuff. Um, but I have been someone who has put so much emphasis. I would go as far as to say too much emphasis on falling in love and getting married and thinking that when I get that, then I will feel whole and complete and happy. For you, it could be something else. It could be an income goal that you think that once I get to this point and I have this amount of money, I will be happy and I will feel secure. Or once I get this amount of followers, I will feel like a success in business. You know, you get the idea of what I'm trying to say. So my oldest definition wasn't those things to do with numbers and business and job titles. It was to do with falling in love and getting married. And I think that it, what your earliest definition of success is, varies from person to person depending on things like how you were raised and your culture, your religion, where you grew up and the people that you grew up around. For me, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household and a religion that doesn't really put an emphasis on material things or flashy things or accumulating stuff like cars and big houses and grand careers that we can show off. Um, So I'm thankful for that because... I've never really thought that that was all that important anyway. And I'm going to go into that in a whole other podcast episode on, you know, the difference between making good money and being materialistic and greedy. I think you can make good money without being materialistic. Um, That's a whole other episode. However, I did also grow up going to all of these weddings and um, being told all of the time that, well, like not told, but like subconsciously told and shown all of the time that a successful life is when you grow up and get married. And if you don't ever achieve that, then that's sad. That was the messaging that I got and that I that I took on throughout my lifetime. Maybe some of you can relate. Okay, so then along the line, as I, you know, got into relationships, out of relationships, learned a lot of lessons, um, my definition of success kind of changed and it became more about how I feel. So my definition of success was that a successful life is when I feel happy and fulfilled most of the time. And I thought that was pretty good, to be honest. I felt, I remember when I actually, when I actually sat down and redefined my idea of success and I kind of decided on that, I suppose, or decided that, you know, I really did feel that this is actually what success or a successful life is. I felt really good about it at the time, but of course as you grow and you learn different things, your definition of success can change. And one of the things that I'm currently learning is not to put too much emphasis 
on feelings because feelings come and go. Feelings are fleeting and feeble. And if we were to act, for instance, on how we feel all the time, I think I read somewhere in a book uh, this year that if we were to act, always act on how we feel, most of us would be dead or in very serious trouble because we live in a society, in a world that prioritises feeling good so much that we are constantly following how we feel without questioning the judgment. (laughs) And so I'm learning a lot about feelings at the moment and how, you know, feeling good all the time for starters, or even most of the time, is unattainable. Because life is 50-50. We are going to experience good half of the time and not so good half of the time. Good emotions and not so good emotions. So if I am you know, defining my success by how happy and fulfilled I feel the majority of my life, then when I am in that other 50% where I'm not feeling my best, then does that mean that I then feel like my life isn't a success? So I don't, I don't necessarily, um, feel great about that definition of success anymore. So as I was in the car on the way home, I was thinking to myself, okay, that doesn't feel good anymore. That doesn't feel quite right anymore. Um, I do try my best and I do always always want to try my best to feel fulfilled and happy every day. Like I'll, I'll try my best to feel that way. But if I feel sad or jealous or angry, I'm learning that it is best to just like feel those feelings and yeah, feel them if you if you want to release them. Don't expect yourself to feel good all of the time and don't like feel a bad feeling and then try and push it away to quote unquote raise your vibration because you don't feel like you should feel a negative feeling or because you feel like negative feelings are bad. Because eventually what will happen when you don't feel the extent of your emotions particularly the not so great ones is that they will build up inside you and that stress will build up inside you and it will just come out sideways so yeah so I had a problem with that definition because of those reasons and I had a problem I'm not sure if I mentioned this point I had a problem with my definition of success being falling in loving and and having like a, a partnership and marriage because that's external that's an external thing and I don't feel like I can define my success based on something that is outside of me because for starters you can lose things that are outside of you or you may not achieve them in the first place so if that was your definition of success and you didn't achieve that or you lost that then again does that mean that your life wasn't a success? So I was thinking, what is my new definition? And I got my phone out because I like to sort of leave myself voice notes. I've kind of gotten out of the habit of journaling pen to paper when it comes to like just just rambling about my thoughts. I kind of prefer to do 
to do it with a voice note because it's faster um, and it's easier. And here is what I decided. To me, a successful life is trying my best to create the life I dream of, but enjoying the journey regardless of the outcome, regardless of whether I get the things I want in life, I want my life to feel whole anyway. That is what I think a successful life is. And so it kind of then brought on the question, what makes my life whole? If living, if a successful life is a life that feels whole regardless of your circumstances and achievements, then what is it that makes my life feel whole? And that was an interesting one for me. I'm going to just like go on my phone because I did write down a few things on there. A few points of, of what makes my life feel whole, regardless of the things outside of myself and my control. And I wrote down things that feel whole or make me feel whole already are things like following my dreams, the things that light me up and make me excited. If I live a life where I follow my dreams, regardless of other people's expectations of me, and regardless of my fear, I will be so proud of being that kind of person. In, in fact, I am so proud that I can already call myself that kind of person. Other things that make life feel whole to me are things like being creative, challenging myself to learn and try new things, OCD recovery, travel, laughter with good friends, laughter with my family, nature walks, feeling as though I'm inspiring others, working on my thoughts. That's a, that's a big one for me. Gratitude, recognising my growth and the things that I'm proud of. All of these things contribute to me feeling like my life is whole and meaningful. And I wrote down what would make it feel even more whole. And bear in mind, I'm not talking about things that are outside of myself. So these things, as much as they can be, have to be either internal things or things that are fully within my control. So I wrote down thinking abundantly, not fearfully, which I do well in some areas of life and not well in other areas of life. So I'd like to, I'd like to think more abundantly, feel confident that no matter what happens in my life, I can handle it. This is a confidence that I'm slowly building more and more as this year goes on. This is something that I've started to feel into more and more and I'm excited to build on that because I feel that that is a big part of self-esteem, feeling like no matter what happens, you will be able to handle it. Other things that will make me or can make me feel even more whole or my life feel more whole is letting go of the past and being present and thinking positively. So I, I just really, I feel more aligned with this new definition of success of mine. 
I I really do because it's not rooted in things outside of myself. It's not rooted in external circumstances or achievements. It's not rooted in having to feel a particular way all of the time. I can feel whole no matter what necessarily is happening in my life. I might be going through a a tough time in life. I might feel sad. I might even feel sad that certain things haven't worked out in my life or I haven't got the things that I really desperately wanted in life. I mean, I suppose if life already feels quite whole, then I won't necessarily feel desperate for those things in the first place. I want anything that is outside of myself to like any goal outside of myself. And this could be the things that we've already discussed. So marriage, kids, um, let's say a lovely house or um, a certain income goal, whatever it is for you. I want things outside of myself to be the cherry on top of the cake, not the whole cake. And I'm going to say that one more time. I want anything outside of myself, any external achievements or circumstances in my life to feel like the cherry on top of the cake and not the whole cake. Because when you make external things, the whole cake, so to speak, the, the basis of your happiness, when you are constantly waiting to achieve those things in order to feel happy, I don't think you'll ever feel happy. And I think that you're also at risk of placing all of your happiness in something that can go away or never actually become yours in the first place. I know that many of you listening to this podcast, you listen because you put an emphasis on work-life balance in your life. I'm just going to put this laptop on charge because I've just realised it's absolutely going to die in a sec. Okay, (laughs) there we go. Yeah, I know that many of you listening to this, you don't necessarily prioritise material things or numbers and that is why you listen to this podcast because here I don't put a major emphasis on those things I do think that it's perfectly fine and acceptable to want those things and to have those things. Like, for instance, I have built a six-figure business and I say that in the intro to like every podcast episode because to me, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not what makes me successful in life. (laughs) It is not what makes me successful in life at all. Am I still proud of it? Yes, absolutely. Is it like, does it define my success? No, it does not. But is it wrong to have that? No. And does it make me materialistic or greedy or money hungry? No, it doesn't. (laughs) I think that it's fine to have these things in life, to have um, a job title or a successful business, a certain income figure, a certain number in your bank account, a marriage, the family that you want. I think all of those things are admirable and they're great. So long as we don't over-identify with those things and feel as though 
they are what make us a success. Because I don't necessarily, I don't know, I just don't necessarily believe that that is true. That anything outside of yourself deems you as successful or unsuccessful. And the last point that I will make here is, because I don't want to ramble on, and I hope this episode has made sense because heaven knows I've just basically spoken from the heart. But the last point I want to make is kind of, I, I think I might have hinted to it earlier in this episode, but I think if we could all try to not push our version of success onto other people, that would be great. I've shared my version of success with you today. That does not have to be your version of success. And I've shared why I don't think that external things should be my version of success. But, you know, if they are yours, that's totally fine and I don't judge that. All that I offer is if you have a definition of success that is based in external achievements and circumstances, don't or try not to look at other people and then run those people by your definition of success and then if they don't match up deem them as unsuccessful people because I just don't think that's fair and I don't think that that is helpful to anyone. If you feel like a certain income number is success and then you see someone who isn't reaching that don't then immediately think to yourself that that person is not a success. Or if you are married and you have a friend who has never gotten married, don't run that friend by your definition of success and start to think that that person is unsuccessful or, you know, not as happy as you. Or worse, that you are better than them because you have achieved this external thing that somebody else has not. I think, if we're all being honest, we've done that. I know I have. I can remember a time actually where um, I was in a bar. I was quite young. I think I was like 20. And I was in a bar with my best friend at the time and we met this uh, this cute guy and um this cute Christian guy and he had just he told us that he had just gotten baptized and I like all of a sudden the words that left my mouth before I even I'm not going to say the actual words but like what left my mouth before I could even think about it was well we do this and we do that and we have like all these privileges in the congregation right that's like what basically in a nutshell I said And afterwards, my friend turned to me and said, why did you say that? And I was like, I don't actually know. I don't actually know why I said that. But looking back, I know that I said it because it gave me some kind of feeling of superiority over that person. I think that's why I said it, if I'm being brutally honest. And and I think that I got that feeling or I, I felt that feeling because I'd seen other people view, like in my, in the same position as me, view themselves in that way as like quote unquote superior. But that moment when I said that to that guy, 
really humbled me and brought me down to earth. <laughs> it made me think like, who do I think I am? <laughs> and um, yeah, and it really like just highlighted this point to me that we can't just like define success for ourselves and then plant that definition of success on everybody else and then think well if you're not matching up to it then you're not a success or you're not enough or you're not worthy or whatever it may be I'm sure you've done it I've done it in that instance I've done it in business I've done it in lots of different ways and I think that if we are all being honest which I think the the online world and world in general needs more of is more imperfect people being honest about their imperfection we've all done this we've all made the comparison but hopefully we learn at some point to humble ourselves and to stop doing that so the takeaways from this episode would be define your own version of success don't let other people define it for you if it feels right to you then try and come up with a definition of success that isn't dependent on external circumstances and achievements but again if it is that is okay because you get to define your own version of success and you get to listen to this episode and think that it's a load of crap if you want to (laughs) um I think those are the lessons those are the takeaways from this episode I hope that you've enjoyed it I really do hope that you have. I'm going to go and I'm going to go buy my milk and my raspberries, maybe some blueberries. And then I'm going to come home and order a pizza and just have like a nice night to myself. It's the end of February at the moment. And this year, what I've been doing at the end of the month, so I did it in January, I'm going to do it the end of this month, February, is reviewing my month. So I'm going to do that, I think, when I get my pizza. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make my February review, which is basically like a note on on the notebook app in my phone, where I write down what went well this month, what challenges I face, the books faced, I should say, the books that I read, the lessons that I learned, and my favourite quotes for the month. Maybe I'll do like an episode about monthly reviews. I kind of think that would be fun. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think um, of this episode and also of the idea to do an episode about reviewing your month. Just um, let me know in a DM on Instagram at Nisha Woolery or better yet, leave a review on this podcast because reviews mean the world to me I read every single one of them and I don't think that most podcast listeners do leave reviews but it would be so helpful if you if you did because they really help this podcast to get in front of more people and to climb the charts and to to help these episodes get into the phones of the people who need them so yeah so if you like this episode and you want me to do an episode on monthly reviews dm me or leave a review on itunes a five-star review on itunes uh letting me know and thank you so much for tuning in i'm gonna go and buy my milk and i'll speak to you next week hey friend thanks for tuning in 
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.